Welcome to Season 4 in Wonderworld Book Cafe, where in fun-sized episodes, I serve up all things books and stories. I'm Susan Taylor and delighted to spend a tidbit of time with you to share middle grade and young adult books. If you're like me and recommend books to these audiences, pour a cup of tea or a vanilla latte and listen in. I'll provide enough information to help you decide if a book is right for you or the young readers you serve. However, I won't give away all of the details just in case you're interested in reading it too. I'm nestled in at Wonderworld Book Cafe with steam rising from my cup and of course a book on my lap. Thanks for joining me today in the cafe. Everything is broken. Pakistan and the New India are like two eggs sitting on a ledge, having no idea what they're going to grow up to be. The anger and mistrust from the partition continues to spread like a virus. The truth is, we'll probably never fully heal. Why did anyone care whether he was a Hindu from here or there, or both Hindu and Muslim, or any religion at all? Would it always matter for the rest of his life? It's 1948, not long after the partition of India, and here is a glimpse of the world that 12-year-old Emil lives in. Welcome to episode 72, featuring a historical fiction story, Emil and the After, written for middle grade readers by Vera Hiranandani. It's about 270 pages. This is the companion story to The Night Diary by the same author. A Meal in the After can certainly be enjoyed as a standalone story. Would it make the reading experience richer to read both The Night Diary and A Meal in the After? It would, yes, but it is not entirely necessary. Both take place and are rooted in and around the time of the partition of India. At the beginning, Emil offers an explanation of the partition, which will provide plenty of context for young readers and set his story in motion. For listeners' context, I'll offer an oversimplified explanation. In 1947, India gained its independence after 200 years of British rule. India was then split into two countries, India for Hindus and Pakistan for Muslims. According to this plan, each would have their own homeland. New boundaries were haphazardly drawn, but people didn't feel safe, and this caused a forced migration. This resulted in an estimated one million deaths. Nisha and Emil are twins. The Night Diary, Nisha's story, is about her family having to flee because her papa decides it's not safe for them to stay in what is now Pakistan. Emil in the After is Emil's story as his family settles into a new time and hopefully a safer place after the partition in Bombay, India. 12-year-old Emil is settling into a new home. He's wishing for a friend and he really wants a bike. But he and his family have just made a harrowing journey where Emil almost died from their previous homeland to what is hopefully going to be a safer life in Bombay. Emil's mama died giving birth to him. He and Nisha live with Papa, who has a stressful life as a doctor, Dadi, their grandmother, and Kazi, their beloved cook. Emil is confused about his religion. He's half Muslim and half Hindu. Though he and Nisha are instructed to tell people that they're Hindu, it's just safer that way. Emil is worried all the time, and he doesn't understand why India had to become two countries where Hindus and Muslims are enemies. 
He doesn't feel safe in his new home, where there is talk of riots and killing on the streets. And when Gandhi is assassinated, the fear grows. Things are supposed to be better now, but refugee camps are full and fighting continues. Then there's school, which is difficult for Emil, especially reading and writing. In fact, here's an explanation. Schoolwork for him was always like being at the bottom of a very tall mountain. And even if he managed to climb it, there was just more work at the top. Papa is hard on Emil when it comes to school and many other matters. But the one thing that Emil can do well is draw. And here he finds comfort. Nisha encourages him so that he can let his feelings out through his drawings. Emil begins creating pictures to speak to his mama, just like Nisha did with her letters in the night diary. School days become brighter, brighter when Emil meets a new boy who also likes to draw. Emil shares his lunch with the boy in exchange for flipbook drawing lessons. Emil, though, becomes concerned with his new friend's irregular attendance at school. Emil, who calls himself a survivor, sets out with Kazi in search of his missing friend, only to find him quite ill and without parents, who we later learn were killed in a riot in Pakistan. Now this young boy, whose real name we learn is Vasim, lives in a refugee camp, eats from garbage cans, and sometimes sleeps on the streets. Surely Emil thinks, my papa is a doctor, and he can help. Is this tiny bit of information enough to entice you to want to read Emil in the after? I sure hope so. It is clear that Emil and his family are living through frightening days. Yet Emil is comforted by drawing pictures for his mama, his family, and his improving relationship with his dad. And a bike. Since not every story is for every reader, I would like to mention Vera Hiranandani's account of this event is bold. She doesn't avoid the harsh realities, and yet her writing acumen ensures it's still suitable for her middle grade audience. Emil often reminisces about the horrors of fleeing and almost dying in the desert. Clearly, it's a traumatic time and a haunting memory. Emil worries incessantly about Kazi, who's Muslim, and Muslims are getting attacked in Bombay. There is a lot of violence in the city and hate continues to spread. Gandhi's assassination caused Hindus against Hindus and even more violence, so much so that Papa keeps, keeps the kids home from school. On to wondering who might be interested in reading this story. Fans of the Night Diary, of course. Also, anybody with an ancestral connection. And of course, many readers gravitate towards historical fiction. While it would not have been known at this time, Emile's difficulty with reading and writing may be dyslexia, another connection for some readers. Finally, the story brings an important historical event to light. It may be difficult to fully understand, though Emile makes it pretty clear. It is important to know. I love knowing authors' backgrounds, which very often are woven in one way or another to the stories they write for us. For me, this only enriches the story. Vera Hiranandani, who loves writing for middle grade readers, has written several award-earning books. She says growing up for her was tough. Her mother was Jewish American, and her father is a Hindu uh, from a Hindu family in India. 
She says, I didn't know any kids like me where I lived. But coming from two cultures and not always fitting in has probably made me a stronger person. As a fun side note, growing up in the 80s, she loved Pac-Man. I'll surely share this with the readers that I know and love. On these pages, of course, there is so much to love. I loved Emile's drawings sprinkled throughout. If you use the audiobook, be sure to download the PDF so you can see his pictures. Emile and Nisha start a book together. She writes, and of course, he illustrates. Emile learns the story of his name. And having also read and loved The Night Diary, it was so nice to see that Nisha continues to write. Now she's writing stories about a world where people are safe and nobody hurts anyone. Thank you, Penguin Random House, for an advanced reader copy of A Meal in the After. All the elements included here are based on uncorrected text. I also enjoyed the audiobook thanks to an advanced listener copy from Libro FM. Educators, do you know about this generous free offer for monthly audiobooks from Libro FM? I mentioned it in episode 59. Take a look at the episode notes if you'd like a transcript and other resources related to a meal in the after. Sending light in the way of sharing this podcast is something that I really enjoy doing. If you can take a moment to write a short review or tap those little stars, I would be grateful. Thanks for encouraging readers to pick up stories where they can make connections from our world's past to today. We can connect wonderworldbookcafe at gmail.com or follow on Instagram. Thanks for spending time in Wonderworld Book Cafe. I hope you can create time to cozy up with your favorite beverage and a book this week. Be curious and wonder. The world needs the light that comes from a world of readers.